Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 99, Episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, Ooh. fuck Coke Industries Ugh. and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, September 11th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Mm, Jack, 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 do Jack, do ba da da do Jack. Dump Jack do Yeah, yeah. Courtesy of Hannah Soltis, and I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Was that your pen on that map man? Was that your pen? I wish you'd do it again. I'll watch you burst out laughing. I wish you'd do it again I'll watch and burst out laughing There goes our train wreck president Alright uh, You look Nickelback AKAs Give me life And I'm willing to wager possibly more than this cold brew does uh, No but thank you. Mm, I don't know Yeah, I, the combination, deadly combination My cardiologist said don't do it mm. Don't find out <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you, Wide Awake, at 3.45 a.m. for that Nickelback-inspired AKA. We'll be I'm trying to think of what we'll do for next week, but uh, for now, keep the Nickelback ones coming. If someone could do Saving Me, a Nick specifically about Saving Me, that would be fantastic for me, and I'll be very grateful. About Saving Me? The song Saving Me. The song Saving Me. if it's worth saving me. Damn, Prison know. gates won't open up for Have me. Have you talked about your love of... I'm, I'm screaming so loud the dog's bark collar. The dog's bark collar. So I, I guess I'm technically a nuisance. Have you talked in depth about your love of Nickelback on the on the show? No. Because this is a much deeper knowledge of their catalog than I had. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said it out loud, and I think a lot of people like most of the things I say. They don't take it fully seriously. Right. But there was a time when I. I've learned so many Nickelback songs to annoy people in college mm. because at the time, like, uh, you know, let me, I'm going to date myself here back in aught seven, uh-huh. uh, Nickelback was not really cracking for everybody, but it was on like every TV commercial and people and around the people like I like music, as you can tell from the write out songs, I hang out with a lot of music snobs. Mm. So they thought Nickelback was the absolute bottom of the barrel. And I said, <laughs> Well, watch me start annoying the fuck out of y'all with these mm-hmm. full voice songs. That sounds like an elaborate <laughs> justification to me. Well, see, this is the problem. Okay, so it's like a rom-com. What started as a joke or bet, right. I instantly fell in love with. Yeah. And then now I'm like trying to tell my friend, I'm like, no, nah, I'm just joking, man. I don't really fuck with Nickelback. <laughs> right. And then I'm fucking sobbing, being like, singing amen. <laughs> I'm alive. If everyone can swallow their pride, if everyone loved and nobody lied. And then. Is Nickelback Molly Ringwald or are you the. Yeah, I guess you're the like jockey dude yeah uh yeah. this is rachel lee cook and she's all that okay would be nickelback yeah yeah what, yeah awesome well we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the faces on mount zeitmore himself mr iffy waddy way hey, hey what's AKA, up man hey if he if he ain't hitting it right then you're single to me why don't Ooh. you come and chill in the vip how's it going mm. all right how is the VIP? I haven't oh, been, never been there. It's good, you know. It, it's tight. I mean, the closest I've been to VIP was uh, after the VMAs. I was at a Little Wayne after party. Okay. And he walked okay. around, and I tried I, I, I tried to tap him to 
be like, hey. And then he died? <laughs> uh, no, his security guard looked at me and was like, do you really like, Are you want, for real? Yeah, uh, do you want to fight? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> uh, was he, did he look healthy? Uh, he, yeah, at the time, this was like whoo, a few years ago. So it was oh, okay. before all the. Yeah, that, um, why would couple Lil Wayne have yeah. a VMA yeah. after party now? Unless yeah, yeah. it's with Blink-182. I mean, right. yeah, they are touring hard. I had a homie, uh, the homie Annika, she was up in Seattle and I was supposed to be up there for PAX and for some reason she was like, yo, do you want to be backstage at the Blink-182 Lil Wayne joint? I was like, Yes, I do, but I'm not there, and I regret it till this day. I think about uh, it. Oh, you should have. That would have been a moment. Just for the story. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. See Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio on guitar? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Y'all fuck with the movement? Uh, <laughs> if you were going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment, first we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, the Facebook remake. Sorry. The Face Off remake. I like the, hold on, let's keep uh, the Facebook remake of Face Off. Oh, yeah. Crowdsourced. Yeah. Uh, John Bolton unceremoniously fired uh, after he said he was going to resign because the president is a petty bitch. Who will Uh, dump you uh, before? Pussy ass bitch for Chrissy (laughs) Teigen. He will dump you before you dump him. I know. Israel has announced plans to annex uh, the Jordan Valley. Uh, We're going to talk about Wilbur Ross threatening to fire people who tweeted uh, correct information about the hurricane uh, and just Trump's general prospects for 2020. Uh, Harvey Weinstein is out here proving uh, he has not learned anything. Uh, Michael Jordan might not be an asshole, and there's a Kanye album coming soon. So we're going to talk about that and also white claw shortage. Uh, But first, if you would like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, man, I was trying to think of something else other than this because I've talked about it so much. But it is, you know, trying to get a PSVR uh, porn on porn on my PSVR. And it's, it's harder than you thought. Uh, well, it's just a process. And for some reason, I think, oh, yeah, I just got done doing 2F and High at UCB. So I was definitely had oh, that Oh, you high. came off that show yeah, being yeah. like, hey, let me look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know when you get that like high innovation where you're like, I got to yeah. do this tonight yeah, or right. else. It's already 2 a.m. And I go and I'm, I'm setting it up and you have to like put videos on a flash drive and then put it in the PS4. Oh, come on. And But then I the f- flash drive I have, I have an in-video one that looks like a video card and it was too fat to fit in the ps4 so i had to go searching for a smaller flash drive found one it was only four gigs so i had to be very selective tried to play it you can't play it with a native media player so you have to i had to sign up for this uh app on playstation called little star that has its own media player that allows you to look at vr right and so i finally do that and then i pop it on press play and realize I should have just watched regular porn. <laughs> Man, you went through all that. Yeah. And you still haven't paid your gas bill. Uh no, yeah. I'm yeah. Like still uh still uh eating cold soup. <laughs> is is there anything that like do, does it add anything? Like you I can mean, like, look around basically. You, you remember right? when you went to see Avatar and you're like, oh that's cool. Yeah. That, that's 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 kind of how it was in VR porn. It's like, oh it feels like you're in my face. But definitely right. I'm still, I still, you know, feel, exactly where you are. Yeah, I'm yeah, a, I know exactly that there's my hand on my dick. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I, yeah, I, I know what, well, what there'll be an app for that. A soon. human feels like, and that I, the absence of that is deafening. Oh, uh, what does that feel like, by the way? A human? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is something that is uh, overrated? Uh, I think overrated is, uh, is this idea of, of, of thinking like, oh, People are are 
are are so soft now and that and 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 you know you can't take Dave Chappelle's special because like <laughs> I was thinking about this a lot uh when it, when it was in the height and you know I saw it and I was like okay yeah you know there was stuff I liked stuff I didn't but like this super like martyrdom performance that's been going on online where it's like you know that people were like picketing Andrew Dice Clay shows like so like that right. compared to someone saying oh that's kind of shitty on Twitter is nothing like can you imagine trying to walk into your show and you have to walk across a picket line that is not happening right, so like right. the, the I, I think that just negates two ideas one that is a new softening of society right and two that it's just so bad like cool yeah you know that's it's just you know freedom of speech, not freedom of consequence. Yeah, I mean, softening of society is a way to not actually accept that society might be progressing. Oh yeah, well, it's, oh, it's actually getting softer. That's, well, what, that's what that is. It's, so. it's just the same thing when old heads in like you know music or or some art uh, feel that they're the things they like are being dated and people have moved on from it. They they try and push this idea of like, oh, music sucks it's trash, now. Man. It's, it's trash. Tra- yeah. It's like, well, the people making money uh, see, see something's going yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, they're shows are still packed so yeah. maybe maybe it's not trash and it's just not for you mm. right <laughs> like i can kind of see the argument from the left because they're like well the left has traditionally been about you know completely free speech and like opening <laughs> like just saying whatever the fuck we want uh but people on the right being like man you guys just try and censor speech when the right has been like the most all about censoring speech, oh, yeah. like from Jump Street and like all along that they would then act like this is something new that uh, they would never be a part of. It's well, just it's wild. So funny because like uh, because I follow Hassan Abi from uh, the Young Turks uh, right. and he was recently under fire because he was cracking jokes on Dan Crenshaw and his lack of an eye and depth perception mm. uh, and uh, and I remember like you know the right just being like how could you do this right. how could you and then those same people the same people are like oh you want to be mad about some jokes from Dave Chappelle it's like you just, what? You yeah. just the, the yeah. words haven't finished escaping your mouth from like dragging Dragging Hassan on Fox News to like debate about right. this after he's coming after the guy who's like, yeah, I lend my handguns out. Yeah, to friends. <laughs> yeah, they need, you never know. Yeah. Anyway, I was with Pete Davidson. And I flamed him, so I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated is uh, is I think the ritual of making coffee. There's something uh, mm. you know. Uh, uh, I've been real into. I got a French press now, uh, mm. and I and I like doing pour over in French press because I recently at my old place, I had the drip system because my like glass container for my pour over kept being broken by multiple roommates and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, people, ex partners, uh, and, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. multiple, ex partners, multiple, yeah. they, and um, they'll be expecting a bill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sending that. Uh, but no, um, now that I'm like, I have my own sp- place and space and I know things will be safe just like there has been something about like just the process of making coffee that's yeah. been like very calming before I jack myself up with some coffee <laughs> <laughs> before I beam up man. yeah before I you know before I just just jolt my how you, what kind of how are you making your coffee 
Uh, so I've been doing French press and I even mm-hmm. like, I mm. like I'm, I'd say I'm halfway to pretension because like, I'm definitely not spending $15 on Stumptown beans, but, uh, I did see some intelligentsia beans on sale yeah, and I was like, go. I'll get that. I'll yeah. get the janky uh, ones from world market. Yeah. Well, uh, oh yeah, I have a electric grinder, which like, uh, you know, uh, producer Dan was telling me one of his friends got on his back because he was like, you're heating up the beans. It was like literally the scientific process for crushing beans versus using a hand grinder and electric grinder, basically the same. Right. So you are insane. And yeah, also, well, this happened. We we talked about this on the show and uh, coffee's I gang. Uh, educated me oh they're gonna come not aggressive they were no they're very reasonable they're like it's true he's like but you really have to be up on the flavor profile of something to notice at that point what's happening with the oils it's like so at that point like they weren't you know not splitting hairs there but you know. Yeah, because the thing is, is like I'm a buff ass dude. First off and foremost, like, shit, and you've yeah, seen this body. Melt. So like, if I use a hand grinder, you, I might as well you use an electric grinder. Smoke coming out of that hand grinder, man. Yeah. But, but it's so funny because like there Burn are the times where like I'll like you know to go full black and taste all the flavor mm-hmm. profiles and sometimes I'm just like Don Francisco I need to give him a call and just give me that hazelnut flavor yeah. uh, no, so so I have sure. like three different like sets of beans uh and also like the homie shout out to Ian Williams owner of Deadstock Coffee in Portland oh, yeah. he uh he's a big coffee nerd and like last time he was out here I went to like a coffee like there was a coffee festival mm-hmm. and like he was doing this after party he was like yo get those beans those those he's like those beans those. are the, like those. he's like those are the expensive joints and they're like these black bagged beans and i will say they were like pretty great uh so um if i'm so yeah i'm, I'm both ways of it like yeah. i'm processing I I think, just, yeah i want a good pour over kettle like yeah. the japanese style with a very thin spout Ooh, so you yeah. can really control Hell the water yes to me that's the meditative part about yeah. making coffee oh, yeah. i i don't drink a lot of hot coffee but i'll make it for uh, her majesty <laughs> and i'll pour it over like a chemex thing yeah but i need the thing we have is all the water comes out sloppy yeah. and when i go to japan and i see them fucking do the mm. real pour over i'm like i need that level my of only issue with uh French press is somebody needs to create one that doesn't get cold so quickly. Ah, yeah. Because the thing just yeah. gets, yeah. yeah. Same like, with the Chemex, man. Yeah. yeah. It's just chilling they, right there. They need to like make one of those bottles like thermoses. Like a that, sleeve or something. French, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm sure, like, hey, coffee's eye gang. Let us know. How do we keep yeah, that shit yeah, hot? Yeah. I got a Chemex. So I keep it hot. But the jump up from like ground beans, like just buying a bag that is pre ground yeah. to grinding it yourself, like that is a big step up oh like, also, yeah, uh, yeah. also yeah. like um i will say i'm gonna I'm a ride with coffee's eye gang on this you do kind of taste the difference versus like grinding when you brew versus like pre-ground because yes. there's been times where like i accidentally grind too much and then i was like i'll just try that again later and it just it it isn't the same and the yeah. smell yeah you get, you get oh, a lot yeah. more smell yeah i make the coffee in the office and uh, I love I love doing that. Yeah. It's part of my morning ritual every morning. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Oh, man. I, I think uh, I did my overrated as the myth, but mm-hmm. I think uh, <laughs> I think also, look, I've been uh, on Tinder recently mm-hmm. uh, a lot. Um, no, no luck. More more luck on Raya than Tinder. 
Mm. Why is that? Oh, is Raya the one like where you got to be in the business? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. You got to sign off too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I know it. people who are fucking in the- Waiting, yeah. Yeah, in the wasteland yeah, of Raya. That's the blue check of <laughs> yeah. dating apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where like you need other people like, I, I co-sign. And yeah. then they're like, yeah, yeah. yes, this person is someone of value according to the app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I try not to get tight about it, but there's been- Two like main things I've seen a bit of. One is like don't play video games, and like I want to match with them and be like, um, excuse me. First of all, I make money playing video games. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the, how about if I do it for a living? Yeah, Will and that? then and then the second one was like. No one in the entertainment industry, uh, because if you haven't made it yet, you need a real job. I'm like, what? Like, what is your industry? And like, what is your sense of making it? Because I feel like, uh, like. Wait, what is the sentiment again? No one in the entertainment industry? Yeah, because essentially they're saying if you're still trying to make it in the entertainment industry at 30, it's not going to happen. Uh, tell that to Samuel L. Jackson yeah. who was smoking crack <laughs> who was on <laughs> crack <laughs> and he was made a quite a career one of the highest yeah. grossing actors of all time uh, but yeah I, I mean all the all the, this doesn't matter on Tinder because we're gonna fuck one time and not talk to each other ever again so wow. why do you need to worry about where I'm working so the myth is like you know why, why put up these safeguards yeah yeah because you're just gonna have disappointing sex with me yeah. and then we'll, you, we'll keep it and I, it's gonna be tight <laughs> it's gonna be tight I'll, I'll promise you it's gonna be very tight uh, you're gonna uh, think twice about ghosting me but you're still gonna do it <laughs> have you I was saying uh, Facebook dating I was curious about that because the one thing that really caught my eye was the secret crush function. Right. Which was a thing I wish all like social networks did from the beginning, like back when I was uh, MySpace pimping. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and you would just come into someone's DMs. You're like, oh, yeah, you fuck with uh, it's, it, the DMX album. It's Dark and Hell's Hot too. Yeah. And right. you play volleyball? Cool. Um, <laughs> like, you know, that function seems interesting because then you can kind of go through your friend groups. You're like, if they're on here, maybe they do. Yeah. Right. Just something that maybe I want to live vicariously through you. Yeah, My yeah. hack for that, that like you just go put all your friends into the into the secret crush and then you see which ones had selected you doesn't work because they limit it to nine. So you would have to nine go through secret yeah. crushes. nine at a time. Oh, but yeah. you're just you just want to know who has a secret crush on you. Yeah. yeah. But then it's weird because if they match, then that's going to they're going to be like, oh, shit. Oh, Jack had a secret Jack crush on me, too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was in. An and then we marriage. have to have awkward meetings like later yeah. today. <laughs> Uh, when I'm like, so what do you mean, Jack? You just want to see if I had a secret crush on you? <laughs> yep. Also, I will say, a myth or advice, you don't need Tinder Plus. I, If you want to know who's sitting in that, like, who liked you section, I promise you it's everyone you swiped left on. Like, right. like, like that's who's in there because if you Tinder Gold, like, it's like you pay and then you get a feature where you can see everyone who did swipe on you f instead of waiting for them to appear in the stack. And How maybe, much does that cost? It's like fifteen bucks a month. What, what is this, like Candy Crush for fucking? Yeah, <laughs> but like, the, but literally, I was like, I got curious. I was, I was. Plus, I was like in a city, and I was like, I gotta get. We gotta see. Yeah, yeah we gotta get through this. <laughs> yeah, high very volume. Quick. Yeah, high I'm, volume I'm, swiping. I'm flying out in two days. Let's right. let's go. But it's it's just the people who. <laughs> it's right. all the people you swipe. You're like, I'm using on. a stylus and a handheld fan yeah, to yeah. power swipe through here. <laughs> 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 uh, oh. All right, let's talk about face-off, guys. Ooh. Uh, this is one of the most preposterous premises for a movie that has ever ended up being good, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's John, like, it's it's John Woo, right? Yeah, John Woo. Right. And it's, it's a bad movie because of how ridiculous it is, 
but it's still it's like a great bad the movie. plot holes are gigantic <laughs> huge it. i mean the idea that you're like okay man you're gonna go undercover just with this dude's face not even your body right yeah. you got the same motherfucking body yeah. it's just your face and right. then like you're supposed to also download like there's no uh information about emotional relationships aside yeah. from maybe like what you could glean off a piece of paper and right. then you just become this person yeah, yeah. also that voice changing thing they put on uh his throat yeah that's the one technology I remember. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, so they're going to recast this because, I mean, the thing that made it work was it was Nicolas Cage and John Travolta at the top of their game. Uh, and I thought they did a pretty good job, like, imitating each other. And Caster Troy was a good character. Um, Wait, what, imitating each other, you mean so when Travolta became... Caster Troy. Right. That he did a good version of, of being- Nicolas Cage's Caster Troy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what a predicament. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll fuck with that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like an acting exercise. It's like, that. that's kind of what's cool about it. I would love to see a deep dive comparing them. Like, you know, Travolta really nailed these like right. idiosyncrasies about yeah. his performance. But... Yeah. Like, I wonder how much communication there was between them. Because they're both huge stars. Like, I wonder how much he was like, so I'm doing this. Like, this is my, like, a little hand gesture that yeah. I'm doing. Or if they just, like, looked at each other's scenes. Or... Right how they did it but um anyways they're gonna try and recast it uh mm. i think it should be the rock and nicholas cage again just yeah bring, bring I, I him think back nicholas cage i think should be in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for whatever reason he's yeah, just kind of still there i kind of need him there yeah but if you're going off of people who are like fucking crushing this year you got like i guess chris evans and dwayne johnson <laughs> yeah yeah like would be one or look my I say look let's just get it done with Jeremy Renner and Jackie Chan. <laughs> just give the people what they want. Oh, Jackie yeah. Chan had apparently had a big year in 2019. I did not know that. Did he? Oh really? Yeah. And I was just searching like highest grossing actors because I was like you know because in my mind that was yeah. sort of the pairing yeah. for Face Off the original mm -hmm. one. I'm like it's just sort of the natural who was making the shmoney this year. Actually, well number one is Samuel Jackson. So num Samuel Jackson and The Rock are one and two for highest grossing in wow I think 2019 or the beginning oh because of Avengers movies yeah he was in Avengers Captain Marvel Marvel Spider Man Far From Home I mean this dude has been yeah he's yeah. in all the Marvel movies. they should do like a five person face off with all the Chris's just oh, all the like wow. Chris Pine Chris Evans Chris Hemsworth Hemsworth yeah. Chris Pratt yeah. That would, that would Chris Rock. be really good. <laughs> Chris, Chris Paul. Rock. <laughs> yeah. Chris Paul would be great. Man. Yeah, I mean, well, fuck it. Let's just, yeah. just keep one it going. Of, one of the worst actors in the history of commercial acting. Oh, dude, what if it was Benicio and Nicolas Cage? That would Ooh. be fucking tight. Wow. And they both have that same, they're aging kind of the same way. Yeah. That would be they already great. have faces that look like fucked up masks right. anyway <laughs> that are coming <laughs> off so fucking. Yeah, I mean, that's the one issue that I see is when it first came out, like the idea of a face transplant was far enough off that, or like, you know, it hadn't been done. So we were like, could that be done? But right. now they've done face transplants and yeah. like, you've seen the pictures of what they look like and they're- <laughs> They don't. They're not like seamless. Six out of. I'll give them, I'll give them a yeah. six out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you. And guess... actually, like, I, I saw a picture of the French woman who was the first successful face transplant, and she looks really good. Like now, like it, the face has like sort of adjusted. Settled. Yeah, yeah, settled a little bit, but it's still like now that we know what a face transplant looks like, and that it takes years for like things to settle. Right. 
uh, and for your body to like not fully reject it. it they don't just lay it on and then a laser just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, then you yeah. are that and person. And you're that person. Put a little microchip on my, th- and on then my Adam's apple. And your can't tell that it's a different person's dick. Yeah. <laughs> and she's having oh, sex God. with. Maybe they just have very similar dicks. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's really the deep dive we need to do. Right. I mean, you know, this would be a great podcast where you you dive into the the realities of yeah. these films and really try and find out. Well, what there's happened. a un, uh, there's a there's a scene that never made the cut where his wife goes, "When did you get circumcised?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Amazing. He's like, "I'm just pulling it back." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and John Bolton is out. He has been unceremoniously fired. Uh, from his role as the national security advisor. Oh, barely got to know the guy. God, he didn't even get to fucking. Start a Hurtle war. us into war. I know. He tried with Iran when there was that big face-off over, like, tankers and the uh, drone and, you Yeah, know. and the straight of moves. But, yeah, look, the old Muppet, the old hawk, uh, war hawk Muppet. Um, called Trump last night. Uh, according to him, he called Trump last night and said he was going to resign. And Trump was like, we'll talk about it in the morning. And then fired him know. overnight. You should. Fuck that's that's yeah. the thing that like, <laughs> like it's weird that like Trump has been able to fool so many of the people he's Every hired. Time. Like it's like really you thought this the time he's like oh nah with me he's gonna respect me. It's like no. Yeah, he's like I I remember the the president will he will do this ceremoniously. He does this multiple times in the Bob Woodward book. Like in the first year right. he does like people are talking about resigning. And he's like, well, let's like pump the brakes on that a little bit and like we'll talk about it. And then he fires them before they have a chance to resign. Like that he did that to Reince Priebus, where Reince Priebus is on Air Force One and they're talking about his resignation. And the president's like, you know, we'll take a couple of weeks and like do this the right way. And then uh, Reince gets off of Air Force One. And by the time he gets to his car, like- Trump has tweeted that he just resigned and replaced him like uh, i already said who he was replacing him with it was just like oh my god yo i think nikki haley was probably one of the few people to get a respectable sending yeah. off yeah, because she, she actually to was able to terms. like do it on her own terms he was like she's a very nice person yeah like and kept her you know uh cordial but you know these people should know yeah you know what it was when you signed up yeah you think exactly. he's gonna treat you with fucking respect he was talking shit about your mustache from jump street like he always <laughs> thought this dude was a joker and that was one of the first reasons why he didn't enter the administration early enough he's like i don't like his look right his mustache stinks i bet it's got a bunch of fry grease in it <laughs> <laughs> i know it's it, it, it truly is wild it's, it's like when you see like someone like get with a person that they cheated on their man with and you and then they get cheated on and you're like what yeah. you're like yeah that no it's in their nature that's yeah you get them cheating you yeah. lose them cheating exactly mm. so i i feel like that mainstream media is kind of taking an L on this one too because they were talking about how Bolton was going to be this like savvy operator who like you know had had been in the halls of power and you know knew knew how to uh, maneuver in in the white house and in the executive branch and it was just in and out, basically. He yeah. Didn't... Well, I think they were just taking the fact that he had 
tried to start wars in past administrations right. and they're like, well, he's he's been known to get loud in a White House. Yeah. But I think, yeah, also f when you sort of started reading like just how he was operating within the national security like apparatus, people were just not like it didn't seem like you really had that much influence at the end no, of the day. They're yeah. like, oh, here he comes. I think we talked last week about how uh, he wasn't allowed to like read confidential documents they yeah. were, because they thought he would leak them because <laughs> he would like get uh, his feelings hurt and then leak stuff. Or like if he didn't get his way, he would then go and leak it. And so people caught on to that and they were like, okay, you can read this in front of me right now. Mm -hmm. and that's <laughs> it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he had kind of been hamstrung by people not trusting him, which uh, is great. Thank yeah. God. I mean, anything to just make this White House less efficient is probably <laughs> a good thing for the world. At right? least in like a starting wars sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, a thousand percent. I mean, yeah. but yeah, coupled with Trump's somewhat being, I guess, being a pacifist, uh, it's it's working out somewhat. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, pacifists, Netanyahu. Uh, says he's requesting a mandate uh, to annex uh, the Jordan Valley. Yeah, with the U.S. We're gonna we're gonna annex the Jordan Valley. Yeah, and you know, in seven days we're gonna take all the settlements back and annex them for Israel. Uh, the thing that he's doing is trying to basically say, "Y'all vote for me. We'll annex the, the shit out of everything." Right. Uh, we will take all this land back, and then will y'all please sign a bill that protects past uh, presidents, prime ministers from indictments? <laughs> That's really the trade-off. This whole thing is right. That's the promise because, like, you know, we're gonna see what the peace plan is that Trump is gonna put out, and then mm -hmm. based because it's a lot of it has to do with Trump because he needs Trump to sign off on this just you know uh, land grab that he's proposing. But I guess the trade-off is sort of like, look. Look, I know y'all don't want, you're not really fucking with me, but if you do, we could take this land back and then just sign this bill so I don't have to face any criminal charges because we already know I was, you know, I think he tried to uh, have a snap election in December to try and like keep himself out of trouble. Yeah. Oh, man. So now he's just scrambling. He's very similar situation to Trump where he's like, fuck, if I get out of office, right. things could be a little bit uh, hectic for me. He's yeah. got, he's got another election coming up, right? In the next, like, I think they said seven days. Yeah. Yeah. And th so this is his pitch basically. Right. This is him being like, this is what's at stake if you want somebody who's going to start a war and finish it. Uh, hang with me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oof. But I guess that's what ugh, it's. But that's what's funny. Like, I'm curious to see what the official stance of the U.S. is going to be, because if they're like, go for it, then things might be different or you just stay quiet because many other people are like, don't get don't fucking speak up right now on this. Right. But, uh, you know. It's a hell of a drug, being rich and powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's calling the U.S. in, like calling a favor and just being like, we're going to do it in coordination with the U.S. I don't know who, like it, whether that was an official like U.S. co-signed policy or, uh, you know, where that's coming from. Maybe right. he's just knows that Trump does whatever he says because he's got to strengthen his pro-Israel bona fides because he is the most Jewish Gentile of all time. <laughs> what did he call himself? The uh, he gave himself the some title. Well, God? I think that yeah, he was Yahweh? chosen something. Yeah, maybe he just said king of king of Israel. Although that's what Netanyahu calls himself, or what people flippantly refer to him as. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about Wilbur Ross, uh, big swinging dick. Ooh, Wilbur oh Ross. Oh God, is uh, he still alive? Yeah, like legitimately. 
Is it or is it, in my mind it's a like we keep talking about the movie Dave, um, <laughs> but like in my mind I don't know how he's still moving. Like he that dude. If you want to talk about running on fumes, that's like what he's Wilbur that Ross alien in Men in Black. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Wilbur Ross, you could definitely recreate his face with like Hollywood makeup. Like he just he looks like somebody that. Could, yeah, could easily be. You could create his face with an old baby doll and some <laughs> right. rope. Yeah, just to, like his old weird hair and his big old head. I don't know. Like anyway, sunken. Bless mouth. you, Commerce Secretary, the man who's so in touch with the working people. Yes, who was like shaming working people by saying like you can fu- you can afford a Coca Cola now with the new money you're getting. Right. Oh my God, it's yeah. so just. Whenever you hear someone say that, it's like, man, you just have had money for so long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You've, had some, you've had money for so long to be that out of touch. When you're gaslit by your wealth, and you're, you, like he's playing virtual reality. Basically. Yeah. Right. He doesn't realize the goggles he has on. Yeah, and he didn't even get the little wealth. star app to jerk off on his PSVR. No, no. He's just staring at straight blackness. Straight in. He's just <laughs> straight in. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he's making news again because uh, he apparently, according to the New York Times, threatened to fire uh, anyone who tweeted a correction about the president's hurricane tweet from uh, last week. Yeah, we, we <sighs> talked yesterday about how you know the National Weather Service in Alabama came out and was like, guys, don't don't freak out. the The hurricane is not coming here. Right. Like this. You know, I know this is a life and death thing, so we have to give you the correct information. Yeah. Uh, he threatened to fire people over doing that because it was contradicting the president. What? That that's Does, illegal, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it I would definitely so. be completely unethical to basically force someone to like lie. Like they're, I'm pretty sure they're bound to uh, report like what is actually like. What yeah. their mandate is as like a scientific body versus taking something from a political appointee, but I don't understand where how he got in contact. He just reached out to somebody and said like, "If you don't fucking get it together, I'm gonna fire you." Oh, he phoned the acting administrator of the NOAA from Greece. <clears throat> wow! And instructed him to f- wow. Okay, truly the most evil rich fuckboy right. shit. Bring like, me from a phone. Greece. Bring me. Yo, whoever so much as corrects the uh, president of the United States will be fired. Uh, Pass me one of those uh, Dolmons. (laughs) Oh, Dolmons. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, grape leaf. Okay. Alas, in the building. Uh, Yeah. What the? uh, Again, this is just part of, you know, it's all becoming very Orwellian. Yeah. Where it's like, here, the truth ain't truth. Uh, fucking these maps are lies. Weathers are lies. It honestly, this feels like the corniest, most washed like analogy, but I'm going to say it. It almost feels like reverse they lived because they're very overt with like where we can see that it really is just people with money running things and saying what's real, what's not. But people are choosing to wear the glasses to believe that it's like, no, everything's fine because the work to uproot something as systematic as everything that's going on is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, some of them are just drinking the Kool-Aid and they're like, mate, one day I'm going to, this lotto scratcher is going to make me a millionaire and I'm going to be making rules with them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of a metaphor for like the whole system that his power depends on Trump's power and his wealth depends on Trump's wealth or Trump continuing to be in power. So right, he's going to, 
He's going to do whatever It's all it very, takes. like, bacteria yeah, feeding yeah. on each other. Yeah. Mm. And finally, uh, Miles, you were saying that Trump should be scared. I th- Well, you know, I we'll, we always kind of touch in, like, all the bad news, but I want to keep touching on the bad news because I feel like people need to realize that if people can get their shit together and turn out and vote, there's a very good possibility to keep this motherfucker out of office now. Obviously, he could cheat and do all these other things, but... Just again, all, everything that you're that we're looking at from a data standpoint, not to say that that's, you know, pre- that's going to predict the future. But what we're seeing is that the president does not have his shit together enough to begin changing the sentiment in the country. Um, so, you know, again, the when you sort of look at how the midterms went and the polls we're seeing, this is it's not it's obviously a bad sign for Trump. And a lot of people point to like how Bill Clinton and Obama took huge, you know, they took L's in their midterms, lost the House or lost Congress. It flipped, but still ended up holding on to the White House in their reelection bids. But the situation is completely I don't really think it's comparable in that sense, because when you look at the losses that Clinton and Obama suffered, they're coming from like conservative districts as like, you know, there's a whole like political realignment going on. Um, but with Trump, like he's losing places that he won too, like in the suburbs and with women. Those places are now losing uh, those advantages that he had in 2016 against Hillary. And we already know the economy is fucking slow as fuck. Um, and it's just becoming more and more of a negative. And as much as he wants to do, he can scream about, you know, it's whoever, the Bahamians or fucking the Fed who's fucking it all up for him. Um, but that isn't that isn't budging. But also when you look again at his uh, approval numbers, uh, around the time we were getting into the midterms, he had 40% approval and 54% disapproval. Today, it's at 39% approval with 57% disapproving. So he's not, there's no adjustments being made. Right. Like if basically what that's saying is if you stay on this course, you will continue for more people will continue to disapprove of the job you're doing. You're obviously going to have your carved out base, which is around 35 and 40%. But you're going to keep naturally adding on to the pile who don't want to fuck with you yeah. as president. Um, so, you know, looking at all those things, you're like, OK, you know, uh, if the Dems don't fuck it up too, yeah. uh, and put old Joe in there or something. Yeah, we need we need to have candidates out there who a are going to give people a future to vote for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, uh, try and correct some of the bullshit that's happened. And I know right now, like the DNC, a lot of the reporting is like their their tactic going into this isn't to be like Trump's racist, Trump hates everyone that isn't white, like whatever. I think they're going to do a lot of strategy around pointing to the campaign promises that were empty promises and how that's, you know, from a data standpoint, negatively affected the quality of life for voters in those certain areas. Yeah. I mean, Clinton and Obama, like comparing it to them and how they responded to their midterms losses, they both uh, adapted rightward after they launched. They took their policies in a more moderate direction because, you know, they looked at what the people were telling them via the vote. And they were like, well, that's. Ah, yeah, that's not it. You want you want us to go in this direction. And that's that's how they uh, hung on to power. Yeah, it wasn't the best for policy. But right. I mean, if you're you're strictly playing the game of reelection. I mean, that's where a lot of the fucked up shit that Clinton passed with regards to like justice and criminal justice stuff uh, came from. But he uh, he also helped make Wall Street a casino. Right, but get that part. Yeah, but uh, but Trump doesn't seem capable of dealing with 
reality when it's when it doesn't like suit. No, again, it's like his it's never adjust. It's fucking hit hit the fucking pedal to the metal every yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, there's no wall. Fuck it. Um, just illegally seize the land and build stuff. Let's take money from military schools or like daycare centers on military yeah. bases for the for Jeez. people who are enlisted to build the wall. It's like. It, it's only just like, let, well, then let's make the mistakes even fucking harder. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it's, 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 I'm, I don't know what, I think it's going to take some kind of external event uh, for him to kind of have any kind of change in his numbers because it doesn't seem like he's, he has the wherewithal to realize what's going on. Yeah. Or he just doesn't care. There's two famous quotes that I keep thinking of as we are seeing this. And I hate, I don't, I don't like to, you know, start spiking the football or being like, well, yeah, his presidency's falling apart because things could totally change. I have no read on the, you know, how the populace feels about this president uh, because it just doesn't make sense to me that any of them approve of him. But there's that you can fool all the people some of the time, you can fool some of the people all the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time, quote, that I think applies to Trump. And also just with, with regards to stuff like, gun control, the fact that there is a horrible and immoral uh, policy that is being made to look bad, (laughs) being made to look horrible and immoral the longer uh, we're kind of alive and paying attention in the country reminds me of the quote, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Like things do eventually, if you're in a in a place where people are paying attention and have the ability to, you know, vote. Uh, it will bend towards justice. You yeah. just have to be able to live for 300 years. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And so is Harvey Weinstein, guys. He uh, he is back. So his trial was supposed to start yesterday, but it got delayed, got postponed, and uh, I think his lawyers got that done. And he chose that day to start rehabbing his image, and the way he's gone about doing that is by attacking a woman. Uh, specifically Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, They started talking shit about how she was, quote, Hollywood royalty. Her father was a top producer. Her mother, a famous actor. Her godfather is Steven Spielberg. She didn't need to make movies with Harvey Weinstein. She wanted to. And she won top awards and was the top paid female actor for nearly a decade with Weinstein. So what is that supposed to mean? Right. So basically there's... How does that make him less of a predator? Yeah. Right. So she knew how the game worked. Like she wasn't desperate. So he was allowed to ask her to have sex with him in exchange for a role. Like what, what is your point? Yeah. 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 That's, that's like really not understanding like what yeah. the situation yeah. you're in. You're like, well, I'm just go after this person. Like in service of this monster though. Right. Like, yeah. That doesn't change where the Island you're launching your fucking missiles from. This, yeah. It reminds me of that email. he, released like after the first couple articles came out where he was like, guys, I'm going to take a couple months off. I'm going to, you know, take a sabbatical and I'm going to focus my full-time energy on taking down Trump. 
because this guy really <laughs> pissed me off. Right. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, you did are you not, a fucking monster. You, like, yeah. But oh, he just like boy. didn't seem to be able to comprehend that. Again, know. man, when you're fucking used to living in a consequence-free world where like your power and influence and money solves everything and there are no consequences, like, yeah, you end up just fucking looking like a just a space alien. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, y'all. Look, uh, let's let this... All this, uh, my criminal behavior, uh, my sexual predation. Let's take put that on the back burner because I want to pull up for the left. Right. Uh, okay, that doesn't cancel it out, but yeah. you are canceled, sir. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it, it, is his trial gonna start? How much has it been postponed? Like it'll start. I'm not soon-ish? sure when it when it starts. I think fairly soon like it hasn't been postponed indefinitely and also the book by the reporters who broke the story uh, is called she said and i think it was just released today or yesterday so that's definitely worth a read i'll be checking that out uh let's talk about michael jordan he's an asshole man he's an asshole we can say right now before we even talk about this i want to set up that we michael jordan is a known asshole yeah come on true or false uh, what about okay the fuck them kids moment? Uh, I <laughs> think it was kids I think it was Chris Paul things. was doing a clinic basketball clinic where Michael Jordan showed up and they're like okay if Michael Jordan can't make like like consecutive three pointers around like the key or whatever I don't know wherever the fuck he was I I think it was three pointers free throws whatever they're like Michael's gonna take like six shots if he misses one everybody gets a fr- like free sneakers right so people are like oh yay free jordan this motherfucker iced every shot yeah and was like so cold-blooded yeah. and like these kids at first like there was a moment where they're like maybe and it didn't and he was just like no, yeah fuck these and chris kids, paul bro. was like hey man what about Dude, what the fuck kids? these kids he's like no no nah, nah. <laughs> michael jordan i'm michael jordan said, bro fuck these kids you think i'm gonna miss these fucking shots right you're going to make me look like a fool? And just he, give him the shoes. <laughs> right. And I just know people who, like, even as kids had, like, seen him, asked him for an autograph, and were like, it was not the scenario oh, yeah. they thought it was going to be in their head. Yeah. Or it's like, what? Here, man. Like, okay, go. Yeah, like, my oh. grandmother, God rest her soul, mm-hmm. uh, hated Michael Jordan. So she always, she hated him. And it was all because when she was in Louisiana, it was the same thing. These kids went up to him for an autograph, and he was a dick to him and so she's like so your grandma just canceled him right there oh yeah she was like fuck him like every (laughs) time like so she anytime michael jordan was on the tv she's like "Ah!" like just all right she would not she was not fucking i mean even on the court too and in his teams he was yeah i mean he broke steve kerr's nose in practice just punched him in the face (laughs) uh that's Incredible. I mean, if you know who Steve Kerr is yeah. now, like, I mean, that's, yes. I know if you were to like think <laughs> of if you were to describe their personalities yeah. now and removed them and were to be like, who's Michael Jordan and who's Steve Kerr? You right. would not. You You're would like, not. Oh, that guy is the progressive dude who's like kind of sounds like a champion yeah. for good. My yeah. dad was like a progressive politician who got assassinated. Like, oh, that's that? Steve, yeah, Steve wow. Kerr. Wow. Wow. Damn. But uh, and he punched him out. Yeah. Again, so there's our there's our material for Michael Jordan might not be the best person. So here's the thing, though. The 90s version of Michael Jordan that we all wanted to believe was true was as realistic as like a Disney character. Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah. As Space Jam. Like the reason he can be as deadly as he was on the court is because he was a fucking killer. Yeah. Yeah. Just like. All he wanted was to humiliate you. That's it. Right. Like you saw it in his 
Hall of Fame acceptance speech when he spent the whole time talking about grudges he still had. Right. He's the best player who ever played, and he's talking shit about his college roommate who like didn't you right. know, think he was going to be like that Very great. Trumpian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was you know so I mean? Trumpian. Man. He's like, yeah, they said I couldn't do it. Fuck but, you. You know, he had a billion dollar industry around him that was like, you know, designed to keep that. Yeah, away Nike and from Gatorade people. were like, make him look like a not asshole. Yeah. Please. And he's looked great on TV and he looked great in commercials. So they, you know, it, it worked. But I just feel like there's something very 90s about the version of Jordan that we had that was just like, it was unrealistic. It was. I think you ev- know. That, that's everyone's yeah. 90s version of themselves yeah. was a little unrealistic. And, and then when he came back, was that, uh, when did he come back? Was that post 9 11? Oh, yeah. That might have been like 2002 or three, right? So I feel like that's America lost its. Uh, <laughs> lost its innocence uh, on 9-11 and stopped believing in fairy tales. And also Jordan came back after 9-11 and people were like... Uh, 2002, 2003. Yeah, yep. exactly. Could you imagine? He's like, man, fuck the Taliban. <laughs> also, fuck these kids, but I'm coming back. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, okay. Now on to the thing that really surprised me. Um, <laughs> he's donating a million dollars to yeah. Bahamas disaster relief. Yeah. Just listen to this sentence. This is, sounds not like Michael Jordan. I am devastated to see the, the destruction that Hurricane Dorian has brought to the Bahamas, where I own property and visit frequently. Mm-hmm. My heart goes out to everyone who is suffering and to those who have lost loved ones. Um, as the recovery and relief efforts continue, I will be tracking the situation closely and working to identify nonprofit agencies where the funds will have the most impact. The Bahamian people are strong and resilient, and I hope that my donation will be of help as they work to recover from this catastrophic storm. He sounds like a president. Right. I mean, he sounds like a person with a modern media apparatus around him. Right. Like, he like, didn't... Because he probably called his publicist and goes, hey, what the fuck is this I'm just reading? <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking million. Are you out your fucking mind? Right. I'm, uh, Trust us. Fine. Trust us, Jordan. Yeah, it's right. going to be good for the look. It's going to be good. It'll be you good. You know, you're about to release those ugly 34s. Yeah, so those Jordan you, 34s. Yeah, they're, they're not it, sir. Yeah, but if you do this, people might just buy it in support. You remember the Kaepernick thing? Yep. How yeah. much money we made? Yeah. Uh, I, although the cynical part of me is like, because he owns property there. Yeah. So it directly yeah. does help for him to help rehabilitate a place that he goes to. Yeah. Just also raise his, his property value. Right. Sure. I'm but sure again, he, but I'm sure like, being down there, he probably knows some people. Could you imagine if he's people. an asshole to people down there too? <laughs> Where he's like, Mr. Jordan. Get the fuck out my face, oh, man. Right. Hand me the rock. Yeah. Ugh, yes. Fuck out of here, Duncan. man. Sugar cane chewing motherfucker. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Sugar cane chewing motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Trump, meanwhile, uh, his response to the Bahamian people is Been stay the, the opposite. fuck out of the U.S. So... Oh, um, yo, and then, yeah, those people who they're like, yeah, get on a boat so we can get you to uh, some disaster relief in, I think, Florida. Yeah. And then halfway through, they're like, oh, actually, if you don't have visas, y'all got to get the fuck up off this boat. Yeah. And then the CBP came around and was like, oh, it was a misunderstanding. Yeah. And right. then Trump had to double down again. He's like, well, no, there's going to be gangsters. Yeah. There's coming a, lot, on. a lot of very bad people. I saw the harder they come. Yeah. <laughs> right. I uh, saw Shatas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen shutters. Bad man don't play. They not they not want war with us. Uh, let's talk Kanye, guys. He has an album Ooh. coming soon. He's been somewhat quiet when it comes to his politics uh, of late. I am fucking nervous. I'm nervous, but I'm also this is the first 
time I've been encouraged by anything coming out of yeah. the Kanye universe uh, since he put on the MAGA hat. I mean, for me, he still has to answer for all that shit. Now, before the the A-Hive has been in shambles. Uh, oh, yeah. For, I know, for yeah. the past few years, it's been real rough. There's been a schism. There because, really has. Well, because you had all these young Trumpian kids really coming in the scene and making Trump memes, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to catch some fades. Right, Pull right. up to your high school kid, and I'll knock you the fuck out. And then take your Yeezys. Play. And then take your Yeezys. Hey, what size are you real quick? Yeah, yeah what size? Nine? Oh, never nine, mind. All right. Which, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very interesting because, yeah, because I think it's very formulaic, too, because it's very obvious that Ye says wild shit to promo the mm-hmm. album. So the fact that he hasn't said anything wild and just been doing these pop up, uh, you know, the Sunday, Sunday service, services, yeah. which also he hasn't really been pushing more than just like Kim posting a video. Yeah. Last weekend, yeah. this last weekend was the first time there was one live streamed from start to finish that you yeah. could actually see what oh, one really? of these look like. Yeah. Usually it's been just clipped out. Yeah. yeah. But I think this is why this is how he's actually promoing the album. Yeah. Was because... it through that pinhole camera that they used on the Coachella feed? Oh, no. Whatever the <laughs> fuck that was. That was fucking. It was rough. Oh, man. Still sounded great. Yeah. But... Well, this thing is like, you know, they're, they're pointing to like, it used to just be here and there. And mm-hmm. now it's starting to come up more and more regularly, like yeah, right. anyone would if you were, except last time he was just saying just wacky shit about politics before. Yeah. Right. I think now, I don't know if he's realizing, he's like, you know what? Let me sort of reset my outlook on things yeah. and figure it out. I still don't know, though, because he did say something recently about the MAGA hat, like in the last few months. That wasn't a disavow. He was just more like... I don't. I don't want to talk about politics anymore. But also, like, I can wear whatever the fuck I want. Well, it's 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 definitely that like that because here's the thing: we all know Kanye runs off of that edge lord energy. Mm-hmm. I think personally, if you sat him down and was like policy for policy, Trump shit, he'd be like, nah, nah, nah. But it's the fact that it made so many people so mad, and the fact that people were like, you can't do that. Yeah, that he was like, oh, I'm gonna double down on this, and I think that's the the sim- also very Trumpian. Yeah, yeah, that's the very the similar thing he has with Trump, where it's like if someone tells him that he can't do something, then he'll do it. I'm like that some ways, only with very specific things. Like the writer, I forget his name, uh, who left Star Trek because someone told HR that he said the nigga in the room. Like I was like, oh, I wouldn't have left. I would have, I would have made them fire me so I can tweet about me being fired for saying nigga. Do you, did you hear no. about that? What no. happened? There was a black writer who, uh, at some point in the Star Trek writers' room, said the N word. For then, TNG or the uh, latest one. Uh, the the latest one and like HR called him and was like hey we're calling about the use of the n word in the room he's like yeah I am the n word in the room like, <laughs> what it's like the fuck? yeah and it and so like he he just kind of because he's a successful writer he just dipped from the show so he mm. didn't like so he just kind of he was like all right fuck y'all and left the show but wow. now it's all this shine and I think outside of him the room is just a lot of white dudes right you know which is like which I'm like I would love to know who snitch because that's my biggest pet peeve is when like white people are like ah, you know I just don't like the word and I was like I don't give a fuck what you like yeah. <laughs> right. how about that how about that. Yeah. How about that, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, like, oh, is it my. cool if I rap along with you? <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's what, I know. It's so funny. People, people are so funny about that because people have like good intentions, you know, about it. Where it's like, ah, oh, you know, I just don't, you know, I don't want to accidentally rap along. It's like, so what? If you're in your car alone, you know, cool. If you're on stage at a Kendrick concert and there's a mic to your mouth, 
don't <laughs> or out loud where other people can hear you. Yeah, don't yeah. do it. Yeah, like, like here's the thing. If How about you, this? Just you know, train yourself that maybe some things you can't. Maybe there's things yeah. in this world you can't have. Yeah, like you know, uh, I love jerking my dick off. You know, I'm not going to do off. it in public. Yeah. Good for you, man. You know, hey, we applaud you. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I king. think that's the same thing. Look, if you gotta say it's so bad, if it's so, if it's killing you, you gotta right. say, nigga, you just gotta. It's, yeah. you, it's you just the song don't hit the same. Cool. Then when you're in your room alone, go ahead, go crazy. But yeah, out in the world, get yeah. ready for some feedback. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming your way. Yeah. But well, uh, this new album is supposed to be all. Jesus. Yeah, yeah which means it's probably going to be a pass for me. It's probably going to be the first uh, Kanye album I don't like. Right. Uh, you I, liked I, Ye? Uh, I liked Ye. I, I, I liked, oh, you it, did not. It, it was a bottom It was a bottom of the list track, but there were some tracks that, that hit for me. Okay. Uh, uh, but I just, I grew up in a church household. Right. I've had lots of, you know, Donnie McClurkin, mm-hmm. uh, Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Uh, T.D. Jakes, I've, uh, you know, all all of the gospel stuff, and I just do not like it. Shout out to the I don't yeah. like, I, I don't like, uh, like, and I know there's some, like, you know, <laughs> some, some like, very churchy folks clutching their pro. It's like, look, I, I had to listen to it so much as a kid. I don't like Burns it. I don't like it in my rap music. If I'm at church, if I'm at, for some reason, I, I got drugged to church, and y'all tearing it up. I'm I'm fucking with it, like, but as far as like in my secular music, I do not like. Do not it. blur the secular yeah. and the sacred yeah. with yeah, my music. Do not He's, like. It. He might be the only musician who can make music about Jesus and uh, God that I don't feel that way. Like Ultralight Beam and uh, Jesus Walks are good yeah, tracks. Yeah. Like it, that, it doesn't bother me. Those but, are good yeah. tracks. But those I have to truly be in the mood to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I can't listen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like if Ultralight Beam was like, now nah, let's go to the fucking in the party uh, right, song. Right, <laughs> right. Would everybody fuck, start fucking? Would everybody it's start fucking? fucking? They, I know people were like, this is so dumb. I'm like, nah, this is tight. No. <laughs> I love it. What if we're fucking in the middle of this vault party? That beat too is so hard. Like, <laughs> the way he's fucking in the booth, like, you know what? Yeah. What if we, what the fuck right now? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, like that's, 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 I still yeah, yeah, love that. That's album. that unhinged rap that yeah. I want. You know, not the yay, but right there where you're just saying shit in the booth that really hits. I mean, this track list sounds like a to- full-on service. Yeah. Right. Glade. Garden. Glade, I mean, that sounds more like God a plug-in, but Garden. That would be a sick drug track called Glade because it's about the plug. Oh, yeah. Right. Wow. But it's not going to be about that. Yeah, Jesus is my plug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, God is baptized, hands on, wake the dead, water through the valley, Sunday, sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. This could be a platinum gospel album. Mm. Can you imagine? It would Kanye be. Kanye picking up his gospel BET award. I'm gospel telling you. Twitter would be tight. I'm curious to know. If Donald Trump has a feature on this album oh. <laughs> or a sample, right? You know, where he's like, Hey, Kanye, I just want to congratulate you. Like a phone note, yeah. the interlude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like the Silver Surfer interlude, but with yeah. Trump. <laughs> Max B. Yeah. Yeezy, Yeezy, Yeezy. Yeah. Yeezy, Yeezy, Yeezy. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if he's on that. He's like, Hey, you're on a wave right now, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably what Trump would say. Yeah. Well, we'll see, man. Uh, let's talk about White Claw real quick. Ooh. Public service announcement. Have you ever have you ever had drank White Claw? Yeah, I've, I've finally tasted the White Claw. I f- kept seeing it because everyone the, there were nonstop write ups from maybe spring this year into now about like 
yo, about the claw, man. People fucking getting clawed up. They getting clobbered, whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, because I think it's smart. You basically took the seltzer wave, the LaCroix wave, and alcoholized it, yeah. boozified it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have something that, like, uh, just a familiar flavor. Okay, so in the last year, they've had triple-digit sales growth. <laughs> um, and now this has led to just, there's like a crisis now. Like, you thought the Popeye's chicken sandwich was hard to get. Apparently, in certain parts of the country, you cannot get claw nowhere. Yeah. Bro, I had a dream last night that I went to a Popeye's. Uh, got the chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't that. It kept falling apart as I tried to eat it. I've wow. never had the Popeyes chicken sandwich yet. Somehow it's infiltrated my brain. That is such a when you say right, falling nice apart nightmare. Yeah, like when it's <laughs> falling apart. I mean, like the second you try and bite it, like yes. it kept going like. Brrr. Yeah, yeah, it kept like falling, and I'm like, no, I need to know what it tastes like. You ever dream that your teeth are falling out? Oh no, but like when I see something weird, my teeth get soft. Have yeah. you ever seen like that scene in The Boys where like one of the character it gets revealed that they have gills, and it just looks like it's that uncanny valley, but on the more leaning of like, oh, this looks like it could be real. Right. And she sticks her fingers in it, and even talking about it now, the my molars are so soft. It's just such. Wait, a, what do you mean soft? The feeling like, of like your it te- feels like my teeth are, are melting. Soft. Oh, weird. Yeah, like like my like it just. Any time something is weird or unnerves, it my teeth feel soft. Whoa, damn! Hey. An insight into the mind of if you yeah. already way. Um, I just there was a quote from the vice president of marketing. They said we are working around the clock to increase supply given the rapid growth in consumer demand. I mean, despite that shit seems like it would be real easy to make. Despite reported shortages, we are excited to report that market shares continued. They're like basically saying like, look, uh, we fucked up. We're not making enough, but. Uh, people are still loving it. There's a quote from this dude who owns Goody Goody Liquor in Fort Worth, <laughs> Texas. Uh, they say they can't keep White Claw in stock for more than a couple days. It says it doesn't matter how much White Claw we get in. Just about any amount of the cases we bring in will be gone in the next couple of days. The people buying it are getting in early and getting a lot, knowing it will sell out. This sounds like me with my Kirkland Signature Cold Brew. <laughs> yeah, except that's just what not I was alcohol. thinking of. Yeah, you really did. So, so did you have, get confirmation? Because I remember someone said they worked at... Uh, I'm still waiting to hear officially from Costco, but you know what? Look, you got to be ready for everything. Yeah. You know? So White Claw is 5%. It's like a beer, basically. Yeah. Like that amount of alcohol. Yeah. But um, it tastes it tastes like water. It tastes like so water. You can, it's dangerous. You can burn through that shit. Yeah. Right. It's like the first time uh, you had a Smirnoff iced. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. But it's not overpowering, right? Like a Smirnoff yeah, no. ice. It's, no, no. It's like you, It's like very a, subtle. You're like, yeah. oh, there's booze in here, but... Yeah, you're it's like a vodka kinda, soda. Where like, yeah, you're just getting the well, vodka. you because like with me, I'll burn through three Lacroix easy. Right. So like I can see myself just chilling, you know, talking and burning through those you're because like, oh, you're like, whoops. oh, it's just water. I'm yeah. getting hydrated. Yeah, so, the what secret to capitalism: give out a really addictive, fun product, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's drug dealers. <laughs> Thank God, yeah, like us every day. Like the, on this that's the only that's the only time you see growth like that is when it's either like alcohol, tobacco, uh, like junk food. Like the they they achieve that t- sort of growth with Lunchables. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, just make it habitual. Yeah, make yeah. it a, well habitual and have a chemical in it that is literally addictive. What's in Lunchables? Lunchables they uh, manufactured it with like salt, fat combinations oh like I mean, sugar they had, just like yeah, that yeah mouthfeel like they they like spent oh man i want a lunchables perfecting now. it in a in a lab 
I used to not eat the crackers and the Lunchables. I thought they were a waste of time. Man. Oh, man. And then my mom I would get love... mad at me. She saw me eating the just the meat and the cheese. And she's yeah. like, uh, hello. I'm like, uh, it's just dry. Yeah. I know. No. Uh, you're being keto. Yeah, like at the time. <laughs> baby, baby keto miles. Uh, no, my Shred mom was it. calling me motainai uh, in Japanese, just being wasteful. Mm. So I had to eat the crackers with nothing because yeah. I'd already spent. Oh, she would make you eat them? She was like, you better eat them fucking shits. Because I remember at the time I was begging her to let me fit in with the white kids at school. <laughs> yeah. You I know? never got Lunchables. I got Lunchables a few times and then I was eating them when I, like not for school lunch. She's like, why did I, this is just some snack to you? I had the same sack lunch from like third grade until I went away to boarding school. What was it's just to Hogwarts? and J. Yeah, Hogwarts. Damn. Yeah. Until I, I got on that train. Yeah. Uh, what did you? Oh, is this PB and J? PB and J. Bag of chips. Like some pretzels, an apple. Man, that lunch PB and J hit different because yeah. because the thing about it is it's made in the morning, and so the PB and J. Like fuse with yes. the bread in a yes. way that you just don't you 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 don't get it until you get it. My dad mm. had a technique where he put peanut butter on both sides and then the jelly in between, Ooh, and whoa. that would keep it from like jellifying, jellifying the bread. Uh, uh, wow, always, innovator, always a big fan yeah. of his PB and J's. Well, shit, Iffy, it's been a pleasure having oh, you. It's as been a always, pleasure man. being here. Let's go get some PB and J. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where can people find you? You know where y'all can find me. If you Y-D-Y-A, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram. If D's on Twitch. Thanks to all the Zeitgang that pops through every now and then. Just as a reminder, I don't get to remind you as frequently as I do the nerd fam on Nerdificent. But if you hit me with a Twitch Prime sub, it doesn't automatically recur. So you got to come back. Yeah. You got to come back at least once a month to see me play WoW Classic or Apex Legends. But come through, say what's up, and I'm going to say what's up, you know, and then, uh, you know, we, uh, we'll get it in. There we go. Uh, is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, uh, yes. So the tweet that I'm feeling is by Nicole Thurman, which because I felt read by it, it's uh, it's this is an L.A. native introducing oh, themselves yes. in any setting. Yeah. And it, uh, it goes as such. Oh, unlike most of you in this room, I am an L.A. native. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank much. you. Oh. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'm an L.A. native, so. Wow, right? I'm a valley girl, but like a real one, you know? Not like you guys, I'm a real one because I'm from here. And really, welcome to all of you transients. Just welcome. Thank you so much for being here uh, in my home state of California. I was born in Los Angeles. Thank you. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I love it, and it is definitely me. Yeah, I thought, yeah, attacked and seen simultaneously yeah. a lot for me, especially just like, oh, I'm from the valley, and I was like, yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You got to hold it down. Yeah, you know, you got to let Rep people know. Rep where you're from. Yeah. Miles sorry that- Comp uh, town. Sorry, we're from the place everyone wants to go to. Yeah, you yeah. Know, what sorry. do I do? Sorry Miles. my parents fucked here. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Miles, where can people find you, follow you? Uh, you can find me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, like a few tweets today that aren't from her doctress. Uh, the first one is from Amelia Elizalde. It's uh, uh, at Amelia Elizalde. It says, have not slept with my work crush because he is, quote, married and, quote, has a family and, quote, hasn't asked me. <laughs> um, also, uh, this one, next one is from Billy Wayne Davis. Jeremy Renner just chopped down a tree in my yard and said it was free because I'm a Prime member. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. 
some tweets I've been enjoying. Dumb Blondes Club tweeted, You know what, Beach Boys? Yeah, it would be fucking nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... Cullen, hello, Cullen, tweeted, There's nothing stopping a condom company from saying they're the only condoms worn by Santa Claus. Uh, (laughs) And then Jenny Jaffe tweeted in response to the news that Sarah Palin is getting a divorce, said... Todd Palin is single? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Yeah. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on, Miles. What's it going to be? Uh, this is a track from Jonti, J-O-N-T-I, featuring Steve Lacey, who's one of my favorite producers and guitar players right now, and collaborators of many great artists. Um, and, yeah. A couple uh, of good tracks on the Vampire Weekend, though. Yeah, yeah. Just check. And also, he has his own album that came out uh, this year. And, yeah, he's, I think, L.A.-based, but he I'm pretty sure he's from South Africa. Uh, but this one's called Screwed, S-C-R-O-O-D. And, you know, it has a good, nice band feel hearing live instruments with a little bit of a stank on it. Oh, man, how embarrassed is he going to be when he realizes that's not how you spell that? Oh, boy. Oof. He's going to be screwed. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow to talk about the iPhone 11 and other such things uh, with more podcasts. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.